This is a HeadGum Original. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I have seen gods fly. I've seen men build weapons that I couldn't even imagine. Uh-huh. I've seen aliens drop from the sky. Yeah. But I have never seen anything like this. How much more are you hiding? Hold up. We are home. My son, it is your time. Show me my respect and bow down. You get to decide what kind of king you are going to be. Don't freeze. I never freeze. I waited my entire life for this. The world's gonna start over. I'm gonna burn it all. What happens now determines what happens to the rest of the world. Stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. What kind of The revolution will not be watching the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And this is episode 14 yeah. of the fifth season. We're working our way through the whole universe with the help of fellow newcomers, super fans, and sometimes even people who've contributed. And this season is only going to be 20 episodes, so we're going to try to cover as much as we can to get an overview of the franchise, but we can't get to everything because it's dense. <laughs> uh, and today, we're discussing the film Black Panther, which came in came in <laughs> it came out in 2018 baby 
<laughs> and you can watch it on Disney Plus or for a fee on Amazon, Apple TV, Google Play, and Voodoo. And obviously, as we always do, we're going to spoil the entire film down to mm-hmm. every second of the film. <laughs> so <laughs> we are so excited for our guest today. Um, he, okay, well, he, uh, before I even say his name, he's a comedian, writer, producer. <laughs> you know him from Wrecked and Mr. Student Buddy, President. And you probably heard him on Comedy Bang Bang, and you also have heard him on our Tyler Perry season. It's Sean Diston. Welcome back, Sean. Hello, Hello Sean. How Hi, are you? So happy to be here. Um, I think you both know I've been texting you separately about doing this season. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. I don't know, since the Star Wars season, so I'm so excited that we're finally sitting here I know. talking about Marvel. I feel like you were one of the first people who was like, you have to. You have yep. to. You really were. Yeah. When you guys announced that you were doing Lord of the Rings, I was so <laughs> distraught for you. Because not that they're bad, but like to be well, sort of bad. A, <laughs> I don't I think we get, can say it. We're bad. bad. I think I we reviewed a radio play. Yeah, we heard a radio play. It, okay. We, and we that watched was like, a video game. That was Listen, like 20 episodes in. Like I we, know. <laughs> I listened. And, and like the if you had just watched the main movies, you probably would have gotten out unscathed but having to really do a deep dive on lord of the rings it's tedious it's self-serious it's not that fun i I know know. i do wonder if we'd done marvel sooner what that would have done for morale but (laughs) well i do think the tyler perry season i remember that was necessary all right it was so much fun (laughs) we fought for that and that was yeah we really did and we all won he's god yeah we all won because i loved that having getting to watch a tyler perry movie and talk about it was so so fun it was so fun i do think that kind of like the marvel cinematic universe all your seasons are telling a story, you know, and like oh. you've now gotten to Marvel and I think you're ready. I think you're ready to take it in. I've okay. been listening to episodes. I'm having fun hearing you dislike some of the movies and then liking <laughs> other ones. Which one I'm did you really disagree with? Which one did, were you like, you have to have liked this one? Um, You know, I don't think I disagreed with any of them. Like I generally Ooh. just like all of them kind of blanket statement. Like they're all mm-hmm. kind of fun for me, but I do think it was probably smart to not watch the second Thor movie. I think (laughs) Leah has been doing a great job of curating this universe for you guys. And and yeah, I think I agree with all your criticisms. It's just like, I can criticize these movies, but still just like love them, you know? And um, I recently made, I'm saying made, but I, I, I convinced my girlfriend to watch all these movies with me. I saw that. Oh, that's sweet. She, I think she would agree with you guys on all your takes. Like she loved Iron Man. She liked Spider-Man. She did dislike like some of the Avengers movies in the beginning. It's because they're bad. She did. I did tell her like, I was like, do you want me to tell them anything about your experience? And she texted me this. She said, my review is they're not bad. You got to pick your guys. Personally, <laughs> I want more Ruffalo content. Mm, and then yeah. and then also she wanted to make clear that I made her watch all these movies with the promise we'd see all the the new ones in theaters and I did go see two of them without her. So Okay, so what's <laughs> going on there? She, well, yeah, I, which ones I tried, did you see without her? I saw Eternals and wow. Doctor Strange, the wow. sequel. I, I need to see these things like the Thursday they come out. So if she was she not was available, busy. she was busy doing other things. Wow. So I, you just didn't I, care. Wait, they all come out on Thursdays. They, they like release on Friday, but you can get tickets to these movies like 
Thursday night. So I generally will go oh. on a Thursday night to avoid spoilers on Twitter. Okay, but mm. here's my question. What are you going to watch to make it up to her? Because well, I feel like yeah, you I have agree. to watch like you something watch she loves. I do yeah. think I've agreed to watch Xena, Warrior Princess with her. I'm also watching all of The Next Generation, which is one of her favorite things. So I'm, I'm okay. definitely watching stuff. Okay. I, I, and I'm glad we did it's go, balanced. Yes. And we did go see Spider-Man No Way Home in theaters. And I think she had a great time because it was just one of those movies that people are like screaming at. Can you I know? ask you a question? So when Please. Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield appeared mm-hmm. on screen, mm-hmm. did the theater you were in clap and cheer for them? It, yeah. I mean, I did too. I mean, like I, why? It, it, I don't know. <laughs> because like, it's the, cause it's the other Spider-Man's. It's, it's all the three other Spider-Man. So it's a joke. Cause I've seen the meme. So uh, here's here's what I'll say about these movies, and you guys I are think getting the into... meme predates this movie. <laughs> the meme so they definitely made it because the of the meme, <laughs> where they're all pointing at the three Spider Men yeah. supporting each other. They definitely. I don't want to spoil anything because you haven't seen it, but that meme comes into play. But I will say, like these movies now, they they do fan service in a way, and especially the movies you're getting into now. They do fan service in a way that I just don't experience in other movies. Like maybe Fast and the Furious is up there where you're like Mm -hmm. at the movie and you're cheering and laughing at parts that aren't supposed to be funny, but you're just so excited that you, you know. So I feel like when the Spider-Man came into that movie, it's kind of the like the it's built up in everyone's mind of like, wouldn't it be crazy if all the Spider-Men were in one movie and like you get to see the Spider-Man that you grew up with when you were watching Mm -hmm. these movies. And I don't know. It's, I guess it it is exciting. I I was in a theater where nobody gave a shit. And the only person who cheered was Sashir Zameda. And I laughed (laughs) so hard. That's That's so funny. We saw it like three weeks after it had been out. So maybe everyone had seen it already. But Sashir was like, when Tobey Maguire appeared on screen, she went, woo! (laughs) <laughs> and nobody else said a thing. In my theater, when Tobey Maguire showed up, a man behind me yelled, he's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. It was awful to experience. <laughs> even, even me, like, as a fan, I was like, you're embarrassing me. Oh, what a perfect man. Did Sashir like these movies? Yeah, I had no I, I had no clue about this, about my friend that she sees every Marvel movie that comes out. I had no idea. I kind yeah, of that feel seems like, like a shocking secret. Yeah, she sees I think she's seen most of them. I kind and, of feel like I yeah. was like that for a while. Like I see all of them and I'll go and like honestly, there have been movies that have made me cry. Like I've Which one? Well, I yeah. cried watching Black Panther. I oh, cried. Oh yeah, okay, me too. I cried watching some of the other movies you will be seeing pretty soon. Like, oh. and it, I, it's embarrassing. Like, I don't love the idea that I'm <laughs> but, in these movies like crying at this. But, but, it's, but at what? the same time, I don't care. Like, I'm no, just no, like, no. fuck it. I enjoy. Like it. in the last episode, we were talking with Paul Shear about um, Sex and the City two mm-hmm. and June being disappointed by mm-hmm. that movie and feeling like she understood the Marvel disappointment when like a movie doesn't live up to what you wanted. Totally. And I was thinking about that later, and I was going, you know what? I actually loved every second of every Sex and the City thing that I've seen. <laughs> I even when it's bad, it's good. And I mm-hmm. understand that in the Marvel way where I'm like, you know what? That movie's two hours and 15 minutes long. And I was glad. And yes. so I think I understand. <laughs> I watched all the new Sex and the City with my girlfriend as well. Okay, and good. I 
Because I, I watched all the Sex and the City episodes, too. I don't know why, but I've seen all of them. I've seen... Because well, it's, it's great. good I saw TV. Maybe the first it's very one. well written. It was fantastic. It's groundbreaking but, television. But when, <laughs> when, like, things would... Th- we'd be watching and, like, a pair of shoes would be, like, on her shelf or something that, like, yeah, my girlfriend meaningful. would be like, that was what she wore those when she was doing... Mm-hmm. And I was like, that. this is the feeling of, like, yeah. being rewarded for watching and paying attention to something. I, I think is really cool. Like, I... yeah. I, and I and I think unlike Star Wars and like you know Lord of the Rings that you guys have watched, like some the the continuity and the rewarding you for watching all of them isn't as strong as yeah Marvel. yeah. And and I think that's I don't know I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, that is fun, and I'm en- I enjoy when I get a callback or a connection. It's mm-hmm. yeah, it makes there was me a feel like I'm paying attention. In, uh, Thor Ragnarok, where I was like. I understand this. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys think? Did you guys think that that movie was really funny? Like, was it the yeah. funniest one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. It obviously is, right? And I, I want it. more yeah. funny. We want more funny. That yeah. Ant Man, I think, were the funniest for me. Yeah, I agree. Well, it's really cool because I think this is a time in the Marvel universe where they like let these directors kind of put their stamp on the movies. You know, yeah. and like we're talking about Black Panther today, which is like Ryan Coogler's, like yeah sort of it's a triumph that he's he got so much of his own voice into this movie and still is in the marvel universe so it's kind of cool i mean i don't know if it's as funny as thor ragnarok but it's cool it's to not. see it's no not. it's certainly not but it has a great tone to it mm-hmm. and yeah. it's like it's just a good because i it's saw that without movie. seeing any other marvel and mm-hmm. i thought it was a good movie and it's like a standalone movie which i don't know that all of these are at all yeah well like, i mean what was your guys general thoughts on Black Panther was it like you you'd seen it before so we're you're rewatching yeah. Yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, yes. but I had forgotten a lot of the details and I mean I loved it the first time and thought it was like a really cool action movie like as mm-hmm. someone who doesn't really care about superheroes I was still like this is a good interesting story and I was surprised by a lot of the like plot points in it. Um but rewatching it I thought it was even more interesting because I being more familiar with it, it was fun to like watch, just watch the acting, like not being so concerned with the story, mm-hmm. um, but just like watching everyone in the costumes and everything is so pretty. And it's one. incredible. Yeah. yeah. It's a really pretty movie. This is the, this viewing was my first time watching it from actual beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Because the first time I saw it in theaters, I missed 10 minutes. I <laughs> saw it at the uh, Hollywood bowl with the Philharmonic. I missed I think the first five minutes because <laughs> the five the, of the 10 that I missed this year and I were both like, is what movie? Is this the movie? We, what, is this Black <laughs> and then familiar things started happening. We we're like, this is Black Panther. We were like, how have we both not seen Because the, the beginning is crazy. And it's so, so important. That whole scene. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Truly a lot of information in the yep. first five minutes. Of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that I had not heard until today. Or With yeah, yesterday Sterling when I watched K. it. Brown, who yes. I've been watching This Is Us every week for the last mm. six years. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like it was actually crazy because I didn't know who he was when I first saw it. And then I know him as this character really well. And I'm like, Oh my God. Randall. Lauren, that's like really Lauren. funny. <laughs> oh my God. It's Randall. And Randall doesn't sound like that. Randall. I didn't know you had that tattoo in your mouth. I only know him. I mean, I know him now, but I think when I saw it, I maybe only knew him as Christopher Darden in the, uh, 
the Ameri- the People versus O.J. Simpson series oh, that they did. yeah. And it's funny because that show to me kind of reminds me of this Marvel thing where like I lived through the O.J. Simpson trial. So watching them make this movie, I was like, oh, the white Bronco. Like, yeah. that's, like <laughs> I was so like excited to relive it, you know, like feeling like I read the comics when I was yeah. young. And making it into <laughs> I a read movie. the comics of the O.J. Simpson. <laughs> that's so uh, funny. But that was know, a crazy yeah. time. Was it? Yeah. Wasn't it? Not, wasn't it, it was. crazy? That is wild that like everyone was just like watching police chase this white Bronco on TV. And, and then there was a whole insane. discussion after. Did he do it? Did he not do it? Guess it's what, so guys? Interesting. I still think he did it. Oh, <laughs> I mean, there's no question about it. Um, but uh, unless it was his son, I don't want to talk about it. But um, Whoa, I've never heard that. Yeah, well, people have a theory that it was his son. But I think yeah, it was OJ. I, I think he's got CTE. I, I think I he wanna, did it. He definitely does. I, had an, I did an episode <laughs> of Langston Kerman's podcast. <laughs> Uh, about conspiracy theories where we talk about that in length if you want to hear it. Oh, I would um, love to listen to that. I, I do think that we're, we're mentioning... <laughs> I'm, sil- I'm remaining, oh, I will like I'm remaining silent on whatever my opinion may or may not be. However, I will be listening. <laughs> we're going to have to cut all this out. I will listen to that. Um, I do think bringing up OJ is so interesting because it like... It was like the culmination of a really like fucked up time in America like after Rodney King and all this stuff and like this movie like unlike a lot of Marvel movies deals with like some real world, like actual shit. Like, and, and, and that's what I think makes it transcend like all the other movies, you know, like it's talking to black people in such a specific way that I was just not ready for when I watched it. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's power. It's a powerful movie, you know, it really is. And also when I was watching it the first time, I was like, Holy shit, I can see all the black people. Like everyone's lit really well. Oh my God. It's it's shot so beautifully. And also just to see a cast of like so many amazing black Mm -hmm. actors when we've had like basically none for a lot of the series. Right. And seeing a black director shoot these people with like love. And like you said, Nicole, it's like they're lit properly and like Mm -hmm. they have, they look great. Like it's a really, it was revolutionary, you know, like probably bring this up later, but this was nominated for an Oscar, which like for, right, best for a Marvel movie, mm-hmm. yeah. which is crazy. You know, wait, it was nominated don't... for best picture. Yeah. In the year I... that Green Book won, by the way. Oh, LOL. So they were like, we'll nominate the black superhero movie, <laughs> we but we're going to gonna have a magical Negro win. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, it so was like crazy. Black Klansman, Black Panther. And Green Book were like the, oh the three of the God. movies that were in contention. Oh, how in Green Book one. That's Green so Book stupid. One. Interesting. But yeah, it's it's fascinating, and um, I'm glad we got to watch it. Yeah. Wait, Sean, do you read the do you read Marvel comics? Like how yeah, how did like, you get into it? I grew up like not really reading the comics as much. Like I had some, but I more collected the trading cards, which was a weird thing. Oh, well, no one's cards? mentioned this. Yeah. Like I honestly got into Marvel just knowing like Marvel cards. Like that was it. I was a card collect. I collected basketball cards. I collected uh, oh, like football so like, cards. So I wait, collected with the Marvel drawings cards. On so them. it would be like each oh. card was like a character, you know, like you'd see a character be like Loki and then it, on the back it would have their like stats and where they're from and a little story about them. So I really like collected these cards and they were like holographic, they were like holograms and I used to like use the cards and make up like st- stupid little stories with them. Cause I didn't That's know really the comics cute. as well. <laughs> um, and then I think my mom gave them away at some point when I like got to high school, but it's Rude. fine. You can, get, you can get a pack of 162 for $200 on Amazon. If you want. Well, you know, I'm going to be on that shit. <laughs> Um, but I, 
I also collected um, Garbage Pail Kids, which is another oh, weird yeah. place. Oh, that's fun. My um, neighbor collected those, and that, so it felt like something like someone else does. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you mm-hmm. don't, you're like, I don't know how he got those, but those are cool. They're I just was weird. confused about them. I was like, so these are some nasty kids I'm supposed to collect? Yeah. They were nasty for sure. They're so um, gross. <laughs> But yeah, then I started reading the comics like a little bit later in life. And, you know, I have tons of holes in my like comic book. Like, I don't know every story, but I know a lot of the major ones. And I'm very into some of the newer characters. Like, I know you guys are, you watched the trailer for uh, Miss Marvel, right? Or, yeah, yeah. And that chills. looks good. Yeah, yeah. And like that comic is a fairly new comic that is really, really, really good. Uh, it was, it's such a great comic book. And the comic that they adapted the Hawkeye series from is another really good one by Matt Fraction. And so, I, like, I'll read these stories. Like, honestly, I read more Star Wars comics than Marvel, but I love knowing a little bit about it. But mm-hmm. it's it's the MCU, like, the cinematic universe that I've, like, gotten Wait, really obsessed did with. did I know that there were Star Wars comics? Eh, they're maybe not as popular as That's a good the question because I'm but, actually like, I just was like, yeah. And then I'm like, do I know about yeah, that? Yeah, I think have, I knew that. They've, they've got a ton of, con- they've been doing them for oh, a long time. Oh yeah, I feel time. like I've seen this. Is yeah. Kylo Ren in them? Wait, that's not Kylo name. Ren? Yeah. Yes. There's a there's a, <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole comic book that explains like how Kylo Ren got like taken in by Snoke, you know? Like there's a whole story. Oh yeah, Snooky! And then when, all coming back to me when when there's like oh my god let's not go back there but when there is when there is like a character so once they made a movie of a character where an actor plays it does the comic book ever change to look like those people Ooh, yeah that's a good question yeah i mean they definitely have in star wars and i'm fairly sure that they have in marvel but i do think the marvel histories oh leo you have the answer to this yeah nick fury Nick Fury, right. Nick Fury was white a long time ago. And then oh. after Sam Jackson started playing him, he's now black in the in the comics. And oh, cool. Like, you oh, know, I so like that. It's great. Like, they do some of that stuff. Do they stuff explain and, it? Or they were just like, this is what it is now? I think they probably were just like, this is him now. It seems like it'd be weird to keep drawing him how he was. Yeah. <laughs> <established>, like, <laughs> Honestly, that'd be very Stay funny. They're like, in the, the comics, he's white. Yeah. In the movies. We're not going to adjust know? this. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's um, it's pretty fun. Like I, I like watching the movies and then also like going back and seeing what they used from the comics and what they changed. I, I don't know. As a writer, I kind of find it pretty interesting. It's all kind of a miracle to me that any of it works. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, I think it's time for our daily bugle. So. Honk, honk. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, This is our news segment, obviously, and we're going to give a recap of what's been going on lately in the MCU. Disney Plus released a new trailer and a new title for She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. And there is an official trailer. I saw a clip of this online. Are we going to watch it together? I've seen none of this. Okay. And Tatiana Maslany, who is amazing and hilarious and wonderful, plays She-Hulk. Being a superhero... Is a trial by fire. Who's gonna protect the world if not people like you? Wow. I'm Jennifer Walters. I'm a lawyer. I have great friends. Can we get some shots, please? It's an emergency. A demanding job. We just started a superhuman law division, and I want you to be the face of it. And a frustrating family. Because we didn't ask for this. 
but you still got to deal with it. Your transformations are triggered by anger and fear. Is that her daddy? Those are like the baseline things that are just existing. Oh. 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 It feels like if I don't transform, I'm gonna die. Yes, yes, yes. No, no. I just want to be a normal, anonymous lawyer. Can you tell us where She-Hulk is? Jen, you're a story now. Girl, your ass looks crazy right now. You could be an Avenger. Oh, I'm not a superhero. That is for billionaires and narcissists and adult orphans for some reason. Is there anything more depressing than dating in your 30s? Yeah, this is the best date I've had in a while. Oh. Should we split some fries? Let's get those to go. Oh, they're gonna do it. <laughs> oh, she is big. I didn't think she was big. She's pretty I big. I also didn't think she was big. I wish she was bigger. Yeah, I I think that's really interesting. How so like her body doesn't become like Bruce Banner huge CGI. She's no. basically when they showed her before, I thought she just got green and like yeah. got muscular. But then in that, she's carrying a man and she's like seven feet tall. It's like yeah. she got like kind of big. So she, she gets grows. taller, but like maintains her feminine shape. But she's got that big ass. I think that is something. <laughs> that is kind of they've done that they've kind of did that as like as, as an homage to the comics because I do think that like Jennifer Walters was like she's the female Thor but she thick doll, like you wanna. <laughs> and um, I think it's also inter- she's also like kind of a horny character like it seemed like it. She was, oh. he was like let's get fries and she was like that means we're fucking now. Yeah. Like, it was- <laughs> and um, it's really fun to kind of I don't know it'll be interesting to see what a sort of horny character looks like in the MCU and well you know we're excited about that it's, we've been this in every fucking movie we're like does I anyone even kiss no interested till the end and then mm-hmm. when you said she was horny, and I was mm-hmm. like, well, I guess I gotta watch it. I do like how she's gonna go on dates. I, I also too. think it's a little bit of an early trailer as far as the CGI. Like, I think they had to release it oh. because of a like Disney stockholder meeting kind of thing. So I think Wild. the like CGI will look better. She'll look a little bit better by the time the series comes out. But oh, I'm excited. I mean, like, you we know really people... think the CGI is gonna get better? Because I, I saw Doctor Strange and there was a, a part where there was a thing on his forehead that was not good looking. Yeah, look, you know... <laughs> So, and it also it is a TV show, so like it doesn't have the budget of like one of the movies. But oh, so that's probably why they kept her more like her size. Mm. I think so. I mean, I'm excited for that show. I think it'll be a little bit more of a comedy than some of the others. And yeah, we know some fun people that have worked on that show, like our yeah, friend Zig Ziggler. Wrote on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think like I'm excited to see what that show is like. For and sure, Tatiana is so fucking amazing. She she's did so good. She did our Ninja Turtles TV like podcast a long time ago. Me and Scott uh-huh. used to host a Ninja Turtles podcast, and we were just like joking around that maybe she should play a character named She Shredder, like a female version of the bad guy <laughs> from Ninja Turtles. And she got really quiet, you know, and she couldn't really say anything. We're like, okay, whatever. And then like two days later, they announced that she was She-Hulk. And I think she just was like kind of scared. She didn't want to blow it. But um, that's very funny. Oh, my God. That's funny. It's exciting. Yeah. She's been on Comedy Bang Bang a bunch. And if people are, which I think is really a fun thing because she was so amazing on um, Orphan Orphan Black. Black. And she plays like so many characters on that, which I was blown away by. 
And she's also very funny and nice. And mm-hmm. so that's cool. And so I'm excited for her that she got this big thing. Yeah. And I also think like the show might be a little bit more of a like legal procedural where like mm-hmm. oh, she's, she's like kind of in the comics. She like represents like superheroes in on trial and stuff. Oh, And there's like a lot of interesting stories that kind of come out of that. And so I don't know. I think it could be really fun. Love it. All right. I guess Ooh. I'm excited for it. You know, I yeah. do have a pitch for uh-huh. a character that you could play, Nicole, in season two. Can, <gasps> can I, Tell let's someone. hear it. Okay. So I, I have this Marvel encyclopedia that I, I bought this encyclopedia at like a comedy garage sale, and it used to belong to Rob Corddry. Um, <laughs> but I... I was looking through it to be like, all right, so we got to get these girls in these movies, right? Uh, so how yes. can we, what do, what do we do? You. So I, I picked a character that I think could be in uh, season two of She-Hulk and she's a little bit horny <laughs> because I was like, what do I know about my friend Nicole? I was like, well, she's yeah. always horny. She's yeah. pretty horny. Um, so I think you can play a character named Pretty persuasions, and I'm going to show you a what a great name. This is uh, this is her here, this sort of snake-like character. Ooh, and uh, okay, so here's her, a little bit of her story. Uh, she's an ex stripper who <gasps> what who uh, gained the powers to psionically tri- like trigger the pleasure centers of men's brains, like with her mind. And I think it would be really funny if, like, you played a version of this character that was, like, represented by uh, by She-Hulk. And it was kind of like, okay, well, this is a sex worker and you guys are, like, trying to shut her down. But, like, you shouldn't. Oh, my God. I love this. I love also this, just, too. I just Googled her and it says, mm-hmm. Pretty Persuasions is a disturbed woman who enjoys using her powers to cause others pain. She constantly curses in vile street language. I mean, this, I, I just, I'm like, this is Nicole, but I don't, I don't want to make her a villain. Like, I think she could be a sort of misunderstood sort of character that like you could use, of course you're a master on the pole, Nicole. So I think this yeah. is a character oh, that you could use those skills with. Thank you for with. saying that. And I think like you and, and she hope could be like sort of horny friends who like go out on dates and stuff together. I yeah. mean, what a dream. I, I love that. Could be really she can fun. psionically stimulate pleasure centers in other people so she can increase erotic urges. And that's So you can like really make great. men come with your mind. <laughs> I mean, that's Which all I, I want to do with my mind. <laughs> maybe my <laughs> mouth. I also love that she's got like a mullet. She's like cool She's fucking as hell. hot, I must say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of, honestly, there's a lot of ex like call girl, ex stripper characters in this book. It was very fascinating. Interesting. Um, but I also, Ooh. A character for Lauren, and, oh, and I want to show you. Ooh. And I think, I think Lauren, your world. I think you're a more full CGI character that lives in the Marvel, mm-hmm. like the the Guardians of the Galaxy universe. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yes. And, I totally um, there. Yeah. So this character is named. She's right here. <laughs> it's just okay. she have chicken feet. What's going on? Hold on. She Let me chicken feet. There she is. Yes. Oh my God. What is her name? Tell me that doesn't look like Lauren. That is yeah, Lauren. Yeah, I see the connection for sure. I mean, I don't feel great about it, but yeah, I do see the connection. <laughs> I do What's her name? She is her name is Birdbrain. Birdbrain? 
<laughs> I think I love it. So she was a character that was created in a lab by this guy named Annie Mater or something. I don't know. It's kind of weird. But I, I thought it was really similar to wow. Rocket, Bradley Cooper's character mm-hmm. in Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. So I think it could be cool. I do think they're doing a like Rocket and Groot spinoff series at some point. <gasps> so I they love do it. this. Boy. I think that you could be like another one of the lab experiments that like Rocket meets and like you join forces to like hunt down who made you guys. I would and love to be this freak. I think it would this, be really fun. I love fun. Bird Brain. She's and you yeah. could be really, really funny and like it just reminds like look Lauren uh, Nicole's she's very horny. Lauren you play a lot of incredible freaks. <laughs> yeah you know it, no, it makes a lot of sense. She looks like a bird version of Cruella DeVille which I it really She resonates. really does I love and it. I'm here yeah. for it. I love and her. I think that like to get you guys in this universe, I think you got to have a little bit of a plan. And yes. I don't know. I'm just like, I-, I find places for you guys to exist. I think you guys could live in this world. Like I'm thinking about pretty persuasion, like having a love interest with like Mahershala Ali's character and blade. Oh yes. my God. Do you, you know? have you talk, talk to somebody. Look, I Sean, the fans of the hired. pod. Sean, let's start you get hired as a writer. <laughs> And just make this happen. Let me tell you, yeah, if that ever write happens, write if that ever happens, I will pitch a Pretty Persuasions Bird Brain spinoff where you guys just <laughs> fucking mean, yuck it up. Do they ever exist together? Because I really love the idea of like a former stripper and her bird brain friend. Yeah. I love this idea. Fighting crime. And you guys a start a duo. podcast. Yeah, we always have to end up doing a podcast. <laughs> As much as we try not to, we end up somehow having a podcast. It's like we it's our Ultron and then mm-hmm. have to do a podcast. <laughs> like, I think it could be really talking fun. about what happened. I say to the fans of newcomers, like, like, let's just get this out there. Nicole should be playing a version of Heidi Franklin, Pretty Persuasion, and of course, Nicole uh, Lauren should be. Bird I think people are going to get right on board with this. Let's, Let's get, get on board. I think going. so too. Yeah. Tweet at Kevin Feige. Feige? <laughs> yeah. Feige. Say it however you want. Feige? Oh my God. Yeah. It's, I think it's funny. Okay. Well, I here's the it. second. We're still in the Daily Bugle. Oh, sorry, second. guys. Sorry. I, I hijacked your segment. No, no it's, it's great. great. I love it. So Marvel has released a new trailer for Thor Love and Thunder, which gave us a first look at Christian Bale as villain Gore, uh, the God Butcher. Oh. I was staring at this and feeling very unsettled. It's super creepy. He's very Voldemort, I must say. You like it? I'm into it. The one <laughs> where he's wearing the hood and like staring at me in the eyes. That I'm is like, the scariest yeah, I'd image. Yeah, go down on you. <laughs> you would no, go down on no you? Questions wow. Asked. I think the I'd be God like a little, a little afraid that like maybe the dust from his skin would like get on me. But yeah. like... Yeah, I'm smashing. I'm here okay. for it. I'm I'm not. However, I am still interested in smashing Hulk's giant ass from the previous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we I, the butt was good. Yeah, it was a Look, nice juicy booty. There's some horniness coming to the MCU. I'm I'm happy about. Oh it. Oh my god. Okay. Well, the other bit of news is it seems more and more likely that Disney Plus will reboot the Netflix Marvel series Daredevil with Charlie Cox as the Devil of Hell's Kitchen. Variety learned from a source, the new series is in development with Matt Corman and Chris Ord as writers and executive producers. Uh, What? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys, did you guys both see the new Spider-Man movie or just Nicole? We, no, we just saw the... Homecoming. I was like, I saw Homecoming. the new Spider-Man. No, I you, you I saw, saw the one with Toby. So in yes. that movie, there's probably a really confusing part early on where a character comes on screen and everyone starts screaming. And he's like Spider-Man's lawyer in one of the early scenes and he catches a uh-huh. brick or something. 
that is Matt Murdock, Daredevil, from the Netflix shows. And everyone was really excited because those shows were kind of decanonized for a while. And then oh. they brought him back. And, and you, the first time you see one of them is in the Spider-Man movie or Hawkeye or something. But oh. uh, it's, it's kind of interesting. This show was kind of like owned by Netflix and now Disney owns it. So they're going to reboot it. Okay. Talk about a horny oh. character. Matt Murdock's a horny character. Matt Murdock oh, he is? is well. I mean, I don't know if he's specifically horny, but like he has this like love interest with a character named Electra. Yep. Who's fuck? She's. I mean, their chemistry on the TV show was really, really good. He's mm. very, he's very flirtatious in the Netflix series, mm-hmm. oh. and he's all he's also blind, so he does lots of like, oh, oh, help me! I'm like, but flirty. I, I explain or, that he'll go up to a woman and be like, I, he'll go up to a woman and be like, I can hear your heart beating. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, he'll be like, wow. oh shit. Or he'll be like, I need you to help me walk and then like offer his arm and mm-hmm. Oh, and then he's like, not really, I'm just horny. <laughs> <laughs> That's <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Black Panther after this. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Ooh, do you want to make your mom smile? Start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brand she loves. And guess what? It's delivered with the same day with DoorDash. Get 50% off your next order of up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now on DoorDash. And the promo code is NEWCOMERS. Listen, moms are a gift. I know that best. So give her the best this Mother's Day. Select from hundreds of expertly crafted bouquets to the best of tech to self-care essentials delivered right to the door. Get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with the code NEWCOMERS. That's NEWCOMERS. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. Get a Mother's Day gift as unique as she is with DoorDash. 
And we're back. Okay, so Black Panther was written by Ryan Coogler and Joe Robert Cole, directed by Ryan Coogler. And it was released two days after Valentine's Day in the year of 2018. Oh, wow. And uh, let's jump into our plot here. How about that? Yes. So a father tells his son the story of Wakanda. Millions of years ago, five African tribes went to war over a meteorite made up of the alien metal vibranium until a warrior shaman ingested a heart-shaped herb and gained superhuman abilities. The first Black Panther united all of the tribes except the Jabari tribe to form the nation of Wakanda. And the, the Wakandans used the vibranium to develop highly advanced technology while posing as a third world country. Which is truly wild. Yeah, so I thought 19- that was so, it's such a cool point like plot point. yeah yeah it's uh it's interesting because i i do think a lot of people think of africa as like just a a fully third world uh mm-hmm. con- it's a continent right yeah um that it's all third world. It's like no there's some parts that are great but like well, that's and we're everywhere even experiencing that with covid right now where like they'll have um like science before we do like in- information that they've gotten and then yeah like Oh well, it's startled there, and it's like no, they're actually working harder and better than us. Like, what you- yeah, so much of so much of this movie draws on the sort of concept of Afrofuturism, which is like this really interesting sort of reimagining of Africa and places like that to be these like high tech utopias. And it's really cool to see it on screen in this movie because you know I've seen it in books and stuff, and it's like. It's it's done so well in this that you're like, you know what? This is believable that all these black people might be smarter than everybody. Like, I kind of <laughs> love it. Like, it's it's fun. It is nice to see. Um, so in 1992, King T'Chaka, I cannot say this actor's name, and I'm not going to try because I think it's setting myself up for failure. <laughs> nope. I'm going to try. At, uh, nope. So he... <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm proud of you for getting King T'Chaka correctly. Yeah, that's, that thank that's not you. easy. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. None of I these names are easy. It's it's hard. So well, just keep going with the sentences. I mean, you might find that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I might fuck up here. So he visits his brother Nobu, Najobu, Najobu, Najobu. I don't know. Who's working undercover in That's Sterling Oakland. K. Brown. Yes, Sterling mm-hmm. K. Brown. Um, and T'Chaka accuses Najobu of assisting Ulysses Klaus in stealing vibranium <laughs> from Wakanda. Uh, Najobu's partner, James, is revealed that he is Zuri. And that's Denzel Whitaker, another undercover Wakandian, and confirms T'Chaka's suspicions. Uh, below, Najobu's son watches. And that, that scene, I feel like the first time I saw that, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like, good. It's like right it at was the like beginning, good, there's yeah. a good twist. There's mm-hmm. that little, like, when they pull their lips down and you yes. see that little tattoo, you're kind of like, what is this movie? Uh-huh. Like, I think what's so great about this is, like, you don't need to kind of, if this was not connected to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it would be as if maybe more interesting, to be yeah. honest, that it's just all these really new, cool ideas coming mm-hmm. out. Yeah, and that scene, like, I feel like Zuri, the character, is like, he's playing so well that he doesn't know what's going on. Like, mm-hmm. when they come yeah. in, and he's like, oh, and then he's like, bow down. And he's like, oh, okay. And then it turns out he was uh-huh. like, with him the whole time. It's just it's incredible directing and incredible yeah. performances. And like, so one, I'll just point out a little bit of the connections. Like, you guys remember in. Uh, Civil War when uh, Black Panther's father is killed in that explosion. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that actor 
is T'Chaka in this scene, but he's played by that actor's son. So they kind of look alike. Oh. And uh, so King T'Chaka in this scene is played by that actor's son. So it's a very cool, like, they're just hiring all the black people in Hollywood, which is really yeah, cool. That's awesome. <laughs> and that must be so cool for a family, too. Like, mm-hmm. totally. your parent was in the movie, and then they're like, and now we want you to do yeah, it. Yeah, it, it's really cool. And um, you also mentioned Ulysses Claw, which is a mm-hmm. character who's played by... Uh, what the Gollum, whatever that guy's name oh, is. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Andy's Circus. Andy's Andy Circus. And he shows up in Avengers Age of Ultron, if you remember when. Yes. Yes, when Ultron like, gets the vibranium from him. It's all kind of connected back to the story. So, like, within the first five minutes, it's like kind of catching you up to like a few things have happened in this universe. And, mm. you know, so it's interesting that you guys watched it before without seeing any of the movies. And now you have a little bit more yeah. context. Yeah. On this watch, I was like, oh, I remember. <laughs> okay. But it's funny because, like, on my first watch, it didn't matter. It yeah, wasn't it like, no, wait, who yeah. is this? Truly and what is this? I was like, like bad this man guy, was bad. Good guy. Yeah. yeah. Totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Bad guy, good guy, I get it. Bad guy, I'm following enough to keep watching and not have to ask questions. Um, Okay, so in the present day, T'Challa, Chadwick Boseman, returns to Wakanda with Okoye. Okoye. Um, Okoye. Denai Guerrera. I'm trying the names. Okay? No, that was good. That was okay, great. Thanks. Yeah, I think that assume... was actually correct. Okay, great. Wow, I'm nailing it. Mm-hmm. To assume that I, then I fuck everything up. I can't read Captain America. <laughs> to assume. Uh, <laughs> to assume <laughs> the throne after the events of Captain America Civil War. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, he must extract his ex-lover Nak- Nakia Lapita Yango from an undercover assignment in Nigeria so she can attend the coronation. And then he then reunites with his mother, Queen Ramonda Angela Bassett, who's like amazing, uh, and sister, Princess so Shuri, Letitia Wright. And Angela Bassett, I'm just like, she's on 911 uh, and she's so good on that. But it's like, that's a, such a different style of acting. Mm-hmm. And then just like, when you see her, she's done everything. So I mean, it's just amazing. But just like, I most recently watched her in that and then to watch this. And then she's just like, she kills it the whole movie. She's I love so how much network television you watch, Laura. I watch so You're much. keeping I know. the big four alive. I really <laughs> like to watch that stuff. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Thanks for it's, pointing yeah, that out. I, that is true. That is odd. No, That's it's really not. Funny. It, I, I think it, you well, watch no, None of my friends watch it. Like, I I think, they never know what I'm talking about. I think when you watch a lot of TV, because I do too, I feel like it rewards you for watching it like you see the end of a season and you're like oh this is everything that's happened before and like i do think that that's kind of what you get from these marvel movies a little bit but i don't know it's mainstream in a similar Mm -hmm. way it's like yeah can we talk about how great all of these fucking people look just like when yes. you see Chadwick Boseman the first time, you're like, "Holy shit, it's this great. man!" I know. When you see he's Lupita, so pretty, or he was very, very pretty. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, R.I.P. Like it's such a track. Like I remember really getting. I almost. I don't think I cried, but I could have cried when he passed away because this movie yeah, it was means so shocking. So it was so shocking, but I just also think like to get to make this movie, yeah. and have this be part of his legacy is so yeah, like it's really incredible. It's really incredible, yeah. and Lupita looks fucking amazing. So she's so yeah. pretty. She's I think so she's like pretty. a perfect woman. I think she's, she's so pretty. Beautiful. Her face is like literally like not a symmetrical. Fair. 
when like Ugh. her smooth is her smooth. Her skin is the smoothest skin I've ever. Seen. Her, her smooth is the skin. Ooh, her smooth is her smooth is the smooth. But she's so beautiful. And Okoye, and who the costumes, is, costumes are amazing. Okoye, who's bald in the movie, which I think is so fucking cool. Like she, looks I think so incredible. too. Very rarely do you get to see black women be bald. Yeah, I, there's a lot of like. Kugler uh, talking about this movie and a lot of the motifs and like things he did to kind of put his stamp on it. And the Dora Milaje are bald in the comics, but I think like bringing it into the movies is like a bit of a risk, but also like he uses it to such like, we'll talk about another scene later, but like he just uses it in such an interesting way. And everyone looks so fucking great. Like when, you know, when like, even when like um, his little sister comes on screen, who what's, what's her name? I forget. Uh, Shuri, Shruti? obviously. Mm-hmm. Shruti. Um, she's like, <laughs> she's like this younger, uh, almost unknown actor. And you're just like, damn, I, I, it's so easy to watch all these people on screen. Mm-hmm. I know. I love it. Yeah. Everyone's like a really good actor. Everyone's honest, that's not tr- I mean, that's not true of every. Yeah. Thing. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. So it's like, it's like comforting. Like yeah. it's easy to watch a scene when you're like, wow, every single person is killing it. Totally. So good. Okay. And at the same time, Clow and his associate, Eric Stevens, Michael B. Jordan, steal back a vibranium artifact from a museum in London. And that scene, and that scene is so fun. When he poisons the yes. docent or whatever she is. Mm-hmm. Um, that Wait, was what did you call her? The docent from the museum. <laughs> What's a docent? They're like a guide or like a person who works in the museum and like knows everything. I can't wait to use that in the wrong context. <laughs> and someone's like, Nicole, what are you talking about? The docent over here. Lauren, you could have been like, the docent is this character from Marvel that like kind of... (laughs) Yeah, the docent. Shit's her superpower. You guys like that scene. Like Michael B. Jordan's sort of adult introduction to this Mm -hmm. movie. Yeah, yeah. It's It's kind of brutal too. Like there's more shooting of people and like more death in this movie than a lot of other... But I will say it's not like gruesome like in the new yeah. doctor strange i was like yikes yeah, this one just felt shit. like a like a that scene felt like a heisty scene it yeah. was like i think the movie also changes genres sometimes and it's mm-hmm. fun because yeah. like that scene totally doesn't work with like the fight scenes later but it all does work together if that makes any sort of sense well and also i feel like the locations like dictate the tone a lot in this movie yes. like when they're like in the city it's like a totally it feels like a totally different movie yeah um one yeah. of the motifs he talks about in the movie is like traditionalism versus like advancement and like you know i do think it's intentional that like michael b jordan's character is so the opposite of t'challa like Mm. t'challa's really like he wants to be king and he cares about all these traditions and you know uh, killmonger michael b jordan's character is just like fuck all that i don't care i'm gonna do my own thing it really comes off and like it's really well done i I like that scene Mm -hmm. Okay, so four tribes of Wakanda gather for the coronation ceremony. The Border Tribe, the River Tribe, Merchant Tribe, and the Mining Tribe. They are invited by Zuri, Forrest Whitaker, to challenge T'Challa's ascent to the throne and decline. But the Jabari Tribe shows up and its leader, M'Baku, uh, Winston Duke, challenge, who is very funny later, challenges yeah. T'Challa. The two engage in ritual combat and T'Challa wins. T'Challa is crowned the new king and drinks from the heart-shaped herb and he goes to a deep sleep and visits the uh, astri- uh, the ancestral the plane. ancestral, thank you, plane <laughs> and reunites with his father, which is like the same kind of plane that Thor goes to in I was Thor Ragnarok. Say. Wow, you guys are making connections here. <laughs> yeah. um, I, 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 what do you think of Umbaku's character 
like uh i think i think it's winston duke i think yeah. he might be the hottest man in this movie i know yes. michael b jordan i actually think you're right like, michael yes. b jordan is definitely incredible but something about umbaku when they like come out of the shadows and they're uh-huh. kind of just like chanting like, yeah that shit gets me hype like i'm like these <laughs> motherfuckers are cool yeah like, i loved him in this movie yeah he's awesome He's so pretty. Ooh, he's our age. He's 35. Oh. And also this scene is like so colorful and so like cool. There's like all this like actual like all the tribes in this are based on real tribes in Africa. So oh, wow. like you can go in and kind of look at like, oh, this tribe with the red is from this tribe from Senegal or whatever. It's like really oh, well awesome. done. Cool. And this is when he falls off the thing. Yeah. No, this no, is when later. He, no, no, that's later. he okay. defeats uh, Umbaku and like gets the crown, you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love that they played with like the lip plates and the gauging. Yes. And yeah, that was you just so get cool. to see a lot of different styles of African culture. Even what even the language they speak is Hosa, which is like there's a click in the beginning of it. And mm. I think like it's based on a, it's an African language and like there's just so much like Africa in this movie uh that I don't know. It, it just makes it so different. Like it is a traditional like origin story of a hero like that could probably get a little boring. But like all the like little touches and sort of Afro futurist stuff makes it so cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so T'Challa goes for a walk with Nakia and urges her to stay in Wakanda. At a council meeting, the leaders discuss Klaus' actions. T'Challa's friend and Okoye's lover, Wakabi, Daniel Kalua, wants Klau to be brought to justice. T'Challa, Okoye, and Nakia plan to intercept Klau at an underground casino in Busan, Korea. Mm-hmm. I said Korea weird. <laughs> you did, and I loved it. I was like, Busan, Busan Korea? Korea? <laughs> I try to pronounce it. We'll see. Um, T'Challa visits Shuri's lab for a new suit and equipment, which was really cool, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's kind of like Q from like uh, the James Bond movies. Like, she's... They say that this character We don't is, know who Q is. Yeah, well, we're like... <laughs> it's just the guy who's know. always like, James Bond, check this out. This watch shoots whatever from it and mm. check out your new car. Anyways, mm. okay. this character is considered like as smart, if not smarter than Tony Stark, who's before this, the smartest person in the world. But it almost felt oh. like Tony Stark was never that smart and he just had like a lot of machines that knew yeah. stuff. Yeah, he could just like, he could just like put together a a like suit from a box of scraps and make a machine. Like he's yeah. pretty smart. They get more into that later. But oh, he did build the first Iron Man prototype built- in a cave. Oh, right. That's mm-hmm. okay. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. I forgot about- he did do that. <laughs> but Shuri's uh. a really cool character. And you know, like the new black Panther movie that is coming out, I think this year or next year, I don't even is know if I know supposedly about- more focused on her, obviously because Chadwick Boseman passed away. So she kind of takes on the mantle of the star of these Black Panther movies. So mm. could be interesting cool. to see in the future. Mm. I'm yeah, it's coming out in November. Yeah. Ooh, that's soon because it's May now. <laughs> the plan, however, goes wrong when T'Challa discovers that Klaus is buyer's a CIA agent, Everett Ross, uh, Martin Freeman. Who I love. Yeah. And he's he's, um, so he's Bim Bom. What's his name? Bing Bing Gom Baggins. Bing Bing Bang Bing Bong. Bing Bong mm-hmm. Baggins. Wow, you remember uh, everything from the Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. Fucking Bill Blow. And yeah. Bill Blow. <laughs> and he, he, I just also have to plug that I watch, there's another show that I watch. This is not um, on ABC, but it's um, it's called <laughs> Breeders. And he's on that. Mm. Have you guys seen that? No, I it's haven't. It's really good. Is that um, FX? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I think yeah. he's great. I I liked. I loved him on The Office, uh, the British Office, obviously. I've never seen the British Office. Me either. Oh, just the American I, one, and I started oh. it this year. You know, I used. I would want to say it's worth watching, but to be honest, a lot of it is. I don't know. It's complicated. Ricky Gervais, okay. you know, but um, mm. it's oh, he's so progressive, and I like him. <laughs> um, but I love um Martin Freeman in this, and as the as the like one of the main white people in this movie it's kind of fun that he's like one of two you know throughout the yeah film. Mm-hmm. it's pretty fun um so klaus or klau klau it's, it's actually claw just like lol it's, spe- it's spelled like a stupid way but his name is ulysses claw and in the comics he has like a bionic arm and that's kind of what you see in the I movie see. so it's spelled okay. a stupid way so claw Attempts to escape in T'Challa, Raw, Shuri, Nakia, and Okoye. I can't say that one. It's hard for me to say simple words, so nobody get mad that I can't say these names. Well, we've only done it in every single episode. I mean, this also has maybe the harder names of all the Yeah, this is... But I I still think it's not our strong suit, but... Yeah, yeah. names are very hard. (laughs) So they intercept him in a car chase across the city. Claw. I can't believe it's not Clow. (laughs) And we were having fun saying Clow. I'm going to say Clow ultimately crashes into T'Challa, comes close to killing him, but the civilians filming him, he hands hands him to the custody of the CIA. The next day, Ross interrogates Clow and is rescued by Eric. T'Challa decides to take Ross, who has been severely injured while protecting Nakia, to Wakanda, where Shuri can use the nation's advanced technology to save him. He learns about Wakanda's various advanced tech in the lab. And after noticing a necklace worn by Eric, T'Challa confronts Zuri and learns that Eric is Najobu's son left behind by Zuri and T'Challa's father in the 90s. They lied about Eric's existence in order to maintain a lie that Najobu vanished when they had really killed him. Ross gives them more information about Eric's black uh, black ops past, revealing that he goes by Killmonger. Now, I'm mm. like, did he call himself Killmonger? Or did, like, a friend go, damn, you kill a lot, you Killmonger? <laughs> like, that's a wild nickname to you give someone. You can't give it to yourself. I think it's, like, supposed to be, like, a badge of honor for him because he's, like, some war hero or something. I don't know. It, it's it's the name from the comics, and I think they do a decent job of making it not seem completely stupid that people are calling him Killmonger. Yeah, I didn't, it didn't even strike it, yeah. me as anything, honestly. It's like more that like reading it out loud in the summary is more <laughs> shocking <laughs> yeah, than it you know. here's, a, here's a question I have for you, specifically to Cole. Like, what do you think of all these actors basically having to do like African accents throughout? Like... Do you think you could do that? Like, do you think you could yes. handle? Here's you could, the thing. Right? Yeah. I would have to, they would have to pay for, um, what is it? A dramaturg? A dialect, a dialect yeah. coach who mm-hmm. helps me. What's a dramaturg? They Why do like, I know that um, they they write it's just um, Marvel thing where they like, they come in. They, they, like, they like decide, I actually looked this up. They like decide like what goes where on like a in a theater play and oh, like they okay. in, are involved mm-hmm. with the set and also regarding the script. So I don't need a drama Turk. I need a dialect coach <laughs> and I would just have to like re-up with them every now and again yeah. to be like, am I still doing this right? Because uh, yeah. I'll start an accent and then 15 minutes later oh, it's like, yeah. well, it now you're away. doing Jamaican. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do remember um, after this movie came out, I, re- I would like walk around my apartment just going, the Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> 
like I just kind of love the way everyone is speaking throughout this movie That's and like so funny. I, I think the it's like it, it's it's also like kind of wild that like everyone has this great accent. They kind of blend into the movie, but you're like, oh, Daniel Okuye, like the star of Get Out is like a seventh build in this movie. It's like kind mm-hmm. of a star, small movie. Like it's really cool to see all these actors get to come in and like act and play these characters that. I don't know. It feels like a sort of a stretch, not a stretch, but like you don't get to see all a bunch of black actors come in and like create these characters from scratch. I just think it's really, right. really cool. Well, like you were saying with the Nick Fury character that he's white in the comic books, it's yeah. like that one was like, oh, cool. But it's like to have a whole movie where mm-hmm. you have all the characters. Yeah. It's great. Um, meanwhile, Killmonger kills Klau and takes his body <laughs> to the Wakanda border where Wakabi lets him in. He challenges T'Challa for the throne in ritual combat and gets his revenge by killing Zuri. He throws T'Challa over a waterfall where he is presumed dead. That part was sad. I didn't like, like that he, part at all. I know. And I also, because I always forget like how things play out, I was like, he died? <laughs> so dumb. I think that's kind of a bet. Like, <laughs> it's like cool that the movie for a second makes you go, wait a minute. Is he really de-? like? Yeah, it's more yeah. believable than any other kind of fake out in any of these yeah, movies. Yeah, because like, he falls he gets, so far yeah, away. Yeah, he falls like very, very far. And you see him get like stabbed. Like mm-hmm. you're like, yo, right. this is not supposed to happen. And yeah. then he's gone for a minute. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. do think the direction of that, like we should talk about the music of this movie too. Like yeah. the, the so guy uh, Ludwig Ludwig Vjornsson or something. Beethoven? Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, <laughs> Beethoven. Uh, the guy who made the music for this was like a friend of Kugler's who like also made the music for The Mandalorian and like oh, wow. has made a bunch of, he's like an Oscar winning uh, composer. I think he won the Oscar for this movie. There's so much like actual like Senegalese chanting in it. Like uh-huh. there, there's so much stuff that comes up. Like when this fight starts and you start hearing that like, yuh, 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 like, it gets me so hype. And then when he starts losing the fight, the music cuts out and you're like, oh shit. Like, like oh, this it's is really, really scary. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. When I saw this at the Hollywood Bowl, they flew out a bunch of people from Africa and wow. it was wild and that very cool to watch. So, wow. So it was awesome. like really, really fucking cool. I got in a fight with a lady and her stupid fucking kids because I was like, okay, I get it. Marvel like is for kids, but the fucking Philharmonic is here. And those yeah. people took a fucking flight from Africa. <laughs> Your kids have to be quiet. Yeah. Yeah. I think at the Hollywood Bowl, it's like you're actually seeing a performance. Yeah. Just watching a movie. And it was so yeah. cool. Michael B. Jordan was there. And <laughs> when he got on stage, all of the women at the Hollywood Bowl were like, ah! yeah, <laughs> like not Everyone's even like, in love with him. just like screaming at this man. That Ugh. must be crazy. Love him. All right. Well, Nakia, Ramonda and Shuri plan to escape while Okoye and the Dora Milaje army decide to stay behind. Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, so Killmonger he drinks the heart-shaped herb and then he orders for the rest of it to be burned and this part was wild because that lady was like oh I don't think so then he chokes her out he's like you do what the fuck I say and I was like ah he is a Killmonger but then Nakia secretly takes one Killmonger supported by mm, Wakabi and the border tribe enacts his father's plan preparing shipments of Wakandan weapons to arm oppressed people around the world Nakia, Shuri, Ross, and Ramonda escape to the Jabari tribe and learn M'Baku's men are caring for the comatose T'Challa. He's like in a snow bed. Mm-hmm. They feed the heart-shaped herb brought by Nakia to T'Challa, who returns to the ancestral plane again. He confronts his father about Eric, and he then wakes up, makes up with M'Baku, and the group heads back. T'Challa confronts Killmonger, who now has his own panther suit. Shuri, Nakia, and 
How do I say this, Sean? Okoye? Is that how you said it, Okoye, yeah. Okoye joined the, oh my God, the Dora the Explorer Majali. What is it? (laughs) The Dora Malaji. I don't know if I said it right. How do you say it? The Dora Malaji. Okay. Maybe I should read the plot in the accent. He, they had the hardship herb, and he goes to the ancestral plane. I mean, it's pretty good. I mean, um, I don't think I should. So then yeah, they battle. Not. No, hey, Lauren, do you want to try the Wakandan accent? Um, sure, on a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> on a podcast where it's recorded. Yeah, why not? Okay. <laughs> Um, so a bunch of people fight. Ross piloting a remote jet shoots down the planes carrying the weapons before they leave the country. Um, and then, oh God, you just said it. Oh, okay. Dore Malaje. Oh, Okoye. Oh, Okoye uh, convinced Wakabi for the army to stand down. <laughs> if anyone could follow this, I'm <laughs> just like, just, it's so I bad. Well, it's so funny because Okoye kind of like, she's. That's like her husband or something in the yeah, story. Yeah, they're lovers. And they kind of choose different sides in this war, which I thought was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end, she kind of like comes up and she's like, bitch, stop playing around. And he's like, I'm sorry, baby. Like, I was fucking <laughs> <laughs> He like kneels to her. Like, a lot of this movie, I will say, like to talk about just black women in general, the black women are extremely strong in this movie. But you also see a lot of Killmonger, like he kills a black woman early on. He chokes this other black woman. Mm-hmm. Like it really starts this. I know I got into a conversation with Lacey Mosley about this a long time ago. Like it starts this conversation about how black women are treated in this community. And there's that fight scene where they're in the like casino, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, there's a long like breakdown of that scene by Ryan Coogler on YouTube where he talks about how those characters use their femininity as weapons. Like one mm-hmm. of them pulls her wigs off and throws it mm-hmm. at somebody and she hits them with the high heel. Like, and when you see the movie broken down from that standpoint, it's really cool. And it's fun to see like the strength of the Dora Milaje and you know, all mm-hmm. that stuff. anyways, that's what I think. Like it's, it's great to see that. And I do think there can be more strong black women in these movies, like pretty persuasion. Like I'm just saying, like if yeah. you want to get them, we know some I actors mean, yeah. that can do it. Yeah, for sure. Let me be pretty persuasion. Please, <laughs> Kevin Feige. <laughs> Come on, Kevin. Come on, Paul Feige. <laughs> yes, Paul please. <laughs> so T'Challa and Killmonger fall into the city below where sonic disruptors on the train incapacitate their vibranium armor. T'Challa uses this to his advantage and impales Killmonger. He takes him to watch the Wakanda sunset. Killmonger refuses T'Challa's offer to be healed and pulls the dagger out of his chest, choosing to die a free man rather than be incarcerated. I mean, that makes But I'm sense. just like, he's probably going to appear again, right? I don't know. So then T'Challa establishes an embassy in Oakland, California, purchasing an apartment complex where Njobu was murdered. T'Challa appoints Shuri and Nakia to run the embassy. Soon after, T'Challa appears before the United Nations in the rebuilt v- Venia, Venia, Vienna. Vienna. Oh my God. (laughs) When I hear the words like said correctly, I'm like, how come my brain wouldn't do that for me? Because your brain is acclimated to be like, oh, these are all made up words from the Marvel (laughs) Universe. So I'm just going to say how made up version. You're being very kind. Vienna International Center. Well, I I think it does affect how you read it. Yeah. Uh, To reveal Wakanda's source of source to the world and come out of isolation. Yeah. And then, like we were saying in the post credit scene, Wakandan children boy, oh wake boy. up Bucky Barnes, call him White Wolf, and he steps outside of a tent where Shuri says, 
he is ready to begin mental deprogramming. I couldn't believe it. Why is he in African garb? Why is she not? Who are these kids? What was she wearing? She was wearing like just a white jacket. (laughs) So like, what did he come like naked? And then they had to like put him in something and they were like, He's like on sabbatical (laughs) trying to work out his like mental programming. (laughs) He's doing his own eat, pray, love. Yeah. You know, he's he doesn't have his other arm on. So he's just like, I'm chilling. They call him the white wolf. All the black kids love him. Like when they first brought him. So Chris Evans, Captain America brings him to Wakanda. And I was like, why is it now Wakanda's? Like, why is it their responsibility to re- rehabilitate this, this white man? Well, because they have yeah. the technology to do it. Like, they're they much smarter the than everyone oh. else. And okay. I guess all this stuff comes into play a little later. I do want to talk about the end of the movie, though. Wait, like, but first, I think it's funny that the kids yes. call him White Wolf when his literal name is Winter Soldier. There's a like, character Winter's in the white. comics. Like, you know, like, it's like yeah, snow. There, there's snowman. a character in the comics snowman. named snowman White Wolf. Snowman would have been funny. <laughs> Oh, does it's, Bucky it's Barnes like become a, White Wolf? I think they're like playing around with the idea, but I think he's still kind of just the Winter Soldier. Mm, okay. Um, I don't. It's funny to me that they call him the White Wolf in a movie called Black Panther. Like <laughs> they're going to become like like right. best friends or something. But it's just kind of a nod to the comics, I think. Um, what did you want to say about that? I did want to say like there, I have one criticism of this movie in that when they fall into that like train fight scene and it's like a full on CGI battle of just like two video game characters. Like I can't like that fight. Isn't that interesting to me because Mm -hmm. like there's nothing real in it. Like it's like Chadwick Boseman is gone. Like you're just kind of watching these two avatars fight, but then it's followed by like, I think the line of the movie Killmonger's last words, which are like, Black Panther's like, I, I think we can save you. And Killmonger says, bury me in the ocean with my ancestors that jumped from the ships because they knew death was better than bondage. And I think to myself, did they just say that in a Marvel movie? Like, it, <laughs> it's I such mean, it a fucking, pretty fucking intense. Yeah. It's so intense. It's so heavy and like really plays into the themes of this movie. Cause like, obviously like T'Challa's like your Martin Luther King and he's kind of your like Malcolm X, like, by any means necessary kind of like, Mm -hmm. so to see those two things kind of like blend and ultimately like Killmonger wins in that he does convince Black Panther to use Mm -hmm. his technology to help the world. It's just in a different way. I don't know. I think that these are the moments that make this transcend a little higher than like Dr. Strange and some of these other really great movies, but like this kind of makes it an Oscar movie where you're like, damn, this is talking about something real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I think that shit's cool. Well, speaking of awards, Black Panther received a bunch of nominations and wins during the 2019 awards season. It was nominated for seven Academy Awards, including Best Picture, one Best Costume Design, Best Original Score, and Best Production Design. The soundtrack was nominated for eight Grammys, including Album of the Year, Song of the Year, Record of the Year, and one Best Rap Performance for King's Dead by Kendrick Lamar, mm-hmm. J-Rock, Future, and Jams Blake? James Blake. Um, <laughs> I thought Jams Blake was like some rapper. And Best Score Soundtrack. And the cast also won a SAG Award for Outstanding Performance by a cast in a motion picture. And here's some awards trivia. Disney hired Academy Award campaign strategist Cynthia Schwartz to create a nomination nomination campaign on behalf of the film for the 91st Academy Awards with Kevin Feige. Feige? How do I say that? However you want, I believe it's Feige from someone... 
giving some, feeky bees. Yeah. And Marvel Studios <laughs> said that they gave the film a noteworthy budget for award season, which Marvel hadn't done with previous uh, MCU films. I love mm. that because it is a special movie, and I'm glad that they saw that. You gotta yeah. respect that they thought, like, look, this character that has existed, I do think Black Panther existed before the Black Panthers, even, as a comic. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool to see them understand how important this character was for the black community. Like, of course, Blade with uh, Wesley Snipes was like the first black Marvel character. But this is like, when this happened, it was like a game changer for people. And I think about like young black kids watching this movie. It's like really, really Mm -hmm. special. So they put their money where their mouth was in a way. And they hired Ryan Coogler, who I don't think they could have hired a better person to do this movie and he wasn't like a super experienced director he had, he had done, done Fruitvale s- Station right yeah yeah which is that was a such great an incredible movie yeah so to have that sort of foresight is kind of where Marvel starts to like catch their groove of like let's get Taika to make a movie let's get Coogler to make a movie you know they have some people making movies later on that are really interesting so I, I think it's it's tight yeah I didn't realize Ryan Coogler was only our age he's so yeah young. he's very young that's yeah, awesome. he's like a USC kid, right? Um, that's I don't awesome. know. Well, Black Panther had incredible box office success, and the film grossed a worldwide total of $1.347 billion. Damn. Uh, it is the first movie in the MCU to surpass its production cost in its opening weekend. Damn. And it became the highest grossing solo superhero film, the third highest grossing film of the damn. MCU, and superhero film overall. The ninth highest grossing film of all time. Wow. And the highest <laughs> grossing film by a black director. Wow. It's incredible. So just I mean, an all-around achievement. It's yeah. incredible. And just the idea of like Wakanda forever being this like rallying cry for like, yo, black people in Marvel are as powerful as anyone else, if yeah. not more powerful. Mm-hmm. I, this this yeah. shit's fire, man. I love Everyone wanted to see it. It's like, yeah. 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 Uh, so, okay. So critics likewise love the movie. It holds 96% uh, approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think is too low. Mm-hmm. Um, in Time Magazine, writer Jamil Smith said that it would prove to Hollywood that African-American narratives have the power to generate profits from all audiences. It is funny because it's like, it did do all this, but no. Like, <laughs> people think it's right. an anomaly mm-hmm. and don't think that we'll spend money to see things, but it's like, we will. Like, mm-hmm. the yeah. fact that, like, there hasn't really been another girls trip. Like that wasn't an anomaly. It was like, you make a good movie with black people. So we'll go funny. see it. Totally. And then, and Tyler Perry is just over here. Like I'll keep collecting money. Yeah, money. I'll keep doing it. Do it. If y'all Shit. won't do it, I will. Yeah. Um, and described as a resistance to a regressive cultural and political movement fueled by who in part by the white nationalist is nativist native oh white nativist movement Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. its Mm -hmm. themes challenge institutional biases its characters take unsettled digs at oppressors and its narrative includes this is a hard this one's hard for me to read (laughs) this narrative includes prismatic is that the word perspectives Mm -hmm. on black life and tradition i feel like people listening to this podcast are like did no, Nicole you, go to school? No, you were just is, reading someone's like dissertation. She didn't go to college. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is all difficult shit to read. I will Thank say you. that, like, You're very kind. Marvel is now. Na- there's other Marvel characters that are in the works that are going to be uh, African American. There's a character named Ironheart who's like a young teenage black woman who becomes kind of like the new Iron Man in this world. Wait, who? What's her name? Ironheart. That's fun. Cool. Uh, and then also uh, Blade is coming back with Mahershala Ali, another great black character. Hopefully Wesley Snipes gets a cameo in that. So like Marvel does 
they are hope hopefully they continue to put black characters on screen and like mm-hmm. they're gonna make another they're making the Wakanda movie. There's gonna be a series, I believe, that's called Wakanda Forever, which again, if there's a spot for Nicole I and Lauren, I beg hey, I could be the one white said person. You can be the one white person yeah. in the Wakanda Forever series. I still yeah. really would like you to get into a Tyler Perry film and be the I, I feel like I really I need to be the white bitch who's like really <laughs> annoying and like I, I I need this. I need Can you guys shut you. up over there? I'm trying to do a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I have like high pigtails. I'm like, I'm trying to record a podcast. <laughs> really annoying. Ooh, okay, okay so. so here's some trivia. Oh, wait, we have to do a break. We do. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Now the trivia starts. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, Black Panther wasn't named after the Black Panther Party. The first comic where Black Panther appears was published months before the party was formed. The character was briefly named the Black Leopard. Ooh, That's not that as name good. didn't stick. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. Who is it? Oh, it's the Black Leopard. Well, because also like a panther is black. Like it it's like, like a leopard has spots. You don't think it'd be cool if he was like, you will now become the Black Leopard. <laughs> not as cool? Yeah, not as cool. <laughs> the language spoken by Wakandans is a real language. Kausha. Wow. It's called... Yes. It's called... Kosha. The X is a click, right? Oh. So it's like... Okay. Hosa. So, oh. Oh. It's okay. not... I mean, we're not used to pronouncing the clicks in these words, yeah. but that's, I think, how it's pronounced. So it's a South African language characterized by clicks and glottal stops. It's the same language that is native to Nelson Mandela. It's from the Cape region of South Africa. And the name Wakanda comes from the Wakamba tribe of tribe of Kenya, also known as the Kamba. Cool. Uh, director Ryan Coogler compared to the compared the Wakandan vibranium mines to real life situations of the Congo mines, where the valuable mineral, huh, coltan? used in manufacturing digital products is only found in the Congo region is being mined. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's like in all of your iPhones, basically. That's so weird. It's really interesting. And look, you know what happens around those mines. It's like tragic that we exploit these countries in a, in a way. So like when you hear the Wakanda story of being like, we can't let anybody know we got this fucking vibranium. They're just going to come in here and get it. Yeah. It really is like touching on some real, real world. I had no idea that was a thing. Um, the Royal Talon remote pilot system is voiced by Trevor Noah. That's a little fact for you. Yeah, a little I tidbit. Didn't know that. Ooh. Yeah. 
They got all and the black people in Ryan this Ryan Coogler brought in consultants who are experts on African history and politics to work on defining Wakanda so that many different African countries' histories and identities could be represented, which we pointed out. That's very cool. Uh, production designer... Oh, my God. Production designer <laughs> Hannah designer. Beachler... Des- <laughs> <laughs> Hannah the <Beechler>. production designer <laughs> Hannah Beachler. <laughs> that is truly what my mouth was trying to make me say. <laughs> production designer Hannah Beachler created a 515-page. Oh my God! Bible on the history of Wakanda. Damn. Wow, way to go! Hannah went above and beyond. She said, Act- "You can't fire me now." <laughs> Actors Andy Serkis and Martin Freeman, who had previously worked together in the Lord of the Rings movies, which we didn't even mention, he's Gollum. Yes, he's Gollum. Were jokingly referred to on set as the Tolkien. Oh, the Tolkien <laughs> white guys. That's funny. That's funny. The Tolkien. Tolkien. I've never heard that. That's very that funny. That is funny. Uh, it's time for our segment, Is Chris in This? This is our segment where we have a yes or no conversation about if a Chris is in this film. Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, Chris Pat, Chris Penn. You know what? There's not a Chris in this film. No Chris no. in this But thing. was a kiss in this? Yeah. Yes. At the end, there was a kiss. Yes, there was. Black Panther, Lupita, and Chadwick have a little bit of a kiss. Mm-hmm. And that was a good kiss. And we it were very a, happy. It was a nice, new, yummy kiss. And this Ooh. is our segment, Five Stark Industries, where we read <laughs> newcomers' listener reviews. And this one comes from Main Man 08. Can't believe this made me rewatch Ant Man. My husband made a promise to watch every Marvel movie because you both are. He's only ever seen the barest minimum of them. I thought I liked these movies and have watched the majority of them, but Ant-Man broke us. <laughs> I can't believe we watched Ant-Man wow. for you. I'd do it again if you'd ask, but that would be so much torture. Please don't make us watch Ant-Man again for the sake of our marriage and sanity. This I is loved not Ant-Man. Right. We loved it, and I'm I'm so sorry, but thank you for the five stars anyway. Yes, mm. thank you. <laughs> um, in addition to Apple reviews of newcomers, we're also going to read... Uh, reviews from Letterboxd. And we're going to give each film a one-sentence review ourselves and a star rating. And if you don't know, it's a social platform. You should know. You're pretty deep in this podcast. If you don't Um, know, then you're not listening. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a Letterboxd review. This was more of a civil war than civil war. Yikes! (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, I guess it's like, yeah. They gave it three stars? stars? Well, this person, I don't like them. Mm-mm. This person said four stars. Ryan Coogler really must have told the film composer, make every theme so rhythmically intense that no white people can clap That's along. really fucking funny. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> okay, so what is, Sean, what's your one mm. sentence review for the film and star rating? Um, Wakanda Forever, five stars. That's all you need to say. Uh, yeah. It's all you got to say. Our, you know, it's uh, the legacy of this movie, I think, will continue to have ripples in the, like, superhero space for a really long time. And I'm just so glad that all these incredible actors get to go off, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and have, have some fun. Lauren. I also give it five stars. Um, this is the most, this is the most, like, self-contained Marvel movie that we've watched. Mm-hmm. And... It, I had seen it before and it was great without knowing anything. And now rewatching it with the context of Marvel, I like it even more. And um, it's great. I agree. I think it's really wonderful. My one sentence review is all those beautiful black people mm-hmm. in a beautiful African place with names I can't say. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so, so glad you guys like this movie. We loved yeah, it. Loved it. So please, if you're listening, go write a five star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll pick one to read on the next episode. And please rate us on Spotify because it just helps us get listened to by other people. Can I also just say it's really interesting. I don't have any criticisms of the movie. Mm. Like I don't I, either. I've seen it now three times. <laughs> I mean, this is the first time I've watched it from start to finish. But yeah. no, no notes. I think Pretty especially good. because you watch a bunch of other superhero movies that maybe hit a lot of the same beats, but like this is surrounded by yeah. so much interesting shit that like you can forgive it. Like well, the CGI yeah. Uncanny Valley is kind of a thing that I've noticed this time watching it, but like Honestly, I don't care because then you get lines like the fucking throw me from the ships. Like it just keeps me so engaged. Mm -hmm. The music is incredible. It's really not. It doesn't have lulls. No. Which we had in many of these where we're like, oh, this fight scene, I don't care. It's like every fight scene has really high stakes. Mm -hmm. Totally. And so that keeps you interested. And and it looks great. Like the design mm-hmm. is so fun. It's visually appealing. I have yeah, a question Hannah for Leah. Hannah did a good job. What's up? Hannah, yeah. she did a great job. Leah, so I know your next movie you guys are watching is Avengers Infinity War, uh-huh. correct? Yes. How are you preparing Nicole and Lauren for this movie? Are you talking any at all about the movies that you guys skipped? Is there any prep you guys are doing so beforehand? So I'm, I'm watching the ones that we skipped. Okay, great. Um, the summary is gonna take. Like, it's gonna take a, a while. long time. <laughs> oh boy! Like I wonder. I I just wonder what you guys think because you're about to go into another big like big team up movie, right? Mm. And like you've seen all these different stories and these different threads, and I wonder like, do you remember where you left the Guardians of the Galaxy? Do you remember where Spider Man was? Well, I do. I do put that That's a little a good bit question. in the summary too, because like with this one, <laughs> great. Um. I like remember the last time we saw this guy or he's been, he's coming back from civil war. And the last time we saw this guy was age of Ultron. So I I do a little bit of that. I can't wait. Yeah, I did. I can't wait to listen (laughs) to you guys watching these (laughs) movies because now you're about to like, we, we did improv together back in the day. And like, now you're really getting into the third beats of this whole franchise. Is it connection Island? Things start to connect. But like in the way that like bad third beats can be like, oh, mm. they're just connecting everything for no reason. Yeah. The miracle of these movies is they make it incredibly compelling, I think. And Whoa. things that you didn't understand why they made stupid decisions here or there, they start to like come into light. And it, I don't know, it feels like a miracle to me. These are the movies that made me cry in theaters. And wow, I'm just excited for you guys to like watch these movies. But you cried during Infinity War? I cried during Infinity War for weird reasons. I also cried okay. during Endgame for weird reasons. And okay. I won't get into any of them because they're all spoilers. But a lot of the crying I did was just like, I can't believe the miracle. Like, I, you know, working in in the industry, like as a writer, I can't believe they pulled off the thing that we all thought they were trying to do. So do you feel like, and maybe this will make more sense when I see stuff, but like, mm-hmm. do you feel like the people who wrote the later ones are trying to as you would in an improv show where you kind of weave mistakes and make it make sense by the end yes. and then it's better. They were like, oh, people didn't really get this or didn't really like this. So let's take this and make it something. Oh. That's Absolutely. That's why I'm like, I know you shouldn't have watched Thor The Dark World, but there's stuff from that that comes back. And I made a list. Oh, great. I'm I can't wait. I know okay. Leah's on that shit. I, I, re- I rewatched Thor The Dark World before we did Ragnarok, just in case. And you didn't awesome. have any questions, so, but I have <laughs> That's my list great. We just liked it. Like, yeah, it was just fun it was just and silly. Yeah. And so I'm going to really rewatch matter. Guardians 2. I'm going to rewatch. Oh, Ooh, do I need Leah. to do Ant Man on the Wasp? 
No, or because it's after Infinity game. War. It's after Infinity yeah, War. Yeah, yeah. Between... It, sort of t- it sort of takes place at the same time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Guys, I'm so excited for you to watch these movies. Oh, thanks. I you might they might not be your favorite because I know you didn't like the Avengers team up movies, but Mm-mm. these are the movies that get people screaming in the theaters that that like I don't know they've like tears in my eyes when things happen in these movies that I'm embarrassed to tell you what parts they're at. <laughs> like it's really fun. So I can't wait to try I'm to figure pumped. out why you were crying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll be like, Sean cried here. Sean, do you have anything you want to plug other than um, the parts that you cried at uh, Infinity War? Uh, you can watch Woke on Hulu um, with uh, oh, yeah, the watch f- aforementioned I love the Sashir Zameda. And I think the second season is fantastic. We do, I think Anthony King and, and company did a great job with it. Um, also, uh, I worked on a show called Fairfax. Season two is coming out June 10th. Uh, so check that out on Amazon and Amazing. yeah, bunch of other stuff coming, but don't know when it is. You're always doing a lot yeah. and we're always very excited busy. for you. I love it. Um, well, we'll be back next week with Avengers Infinity War Ooh. and we'll be talking about why Sean cried. Yeah. And we'll see you then. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs>